the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The news never stops. Life goes on around town and around the world. You need a talk show that keeps track of it. A program with bold opinions that's always open to your views. That is this show. Welcome to the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. All right, it's happening now. Hey, everybody, happy Wednesday, 17th of January, 2024. Glad you are here. One week from this morning, we'll be chewing on New Hampshire numbers. And that that's going to be wild. My, my every expectation is that Trump wins. Duh, you don't have to be the amazing Kreskin to figure that one out. Uh, but the great likelihood is that Nikki Haley finishes second and maybe a really close second because the corner of Republicanism that is hers, the establishment elites, the globalists, the moderates, the centrists, they they do exist. I love y'all. You do exist. Uh, They're going to be all in for her in New Hampshire because there's some urgency because she's probably not going to do such great shakes in her own state of South Carolina. Not because they don't love her. I mean, when Texas said a big no thank you to Kay Bailey Hutchison for governor, it's not because that we don't love Kay. It's because Rick Perry was there. He was doing fine. Thank you very much. We love you as senator. When South Carolina does not award a victory to their own daughter, Nikki Haley, it won't be because they don't like her. It'll be because, hey, we have one, maybe two candidates that we like more. And one of them's named Trump. And DeSantis may finish second in South Carolina if his campaign even exists anymore. Because a third place single digit finish in New Hampshire. I mean, here we go again, a little state filled with wonderful people. I love New Hampshire, but it's a little state sparsely populated with massive influence and outsized impact. But that's 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 the field that we have striped in this way. So here we are. And and so as we so a week from today will be New Hampshire the morning after and then we'll kind of see how things go. Now uh, Mike shared with me that, uh, that Dr. Gorka had shared with him what Trump had shared with him, Dr. Gorka. And that is, you know, who I'm thinking about. I told you the other day, I have an idea who it's going to be. Not I have an idea. He said, I've picked the person. And when he said that with everybody's campaign still going, I thought, well, that means it ain't DeSantis. It ain't Haley. And it made me think that it's not Vivek either. There are a couple of reasons why I don't think it's Vivek. Although last night, oh my, in New Hampshire, Vivek up there on the stage with Trump. I want you to hear that in a minute because that has a lot of people thinking, oh, totally Vivek. Is that a fit? Of course it is in a certain way. Uh, I I have other thoughts to share about that, but let's let's get some thoughts coming uh, in, in my direction rather than from me in a moment or a combination thereof here on the phone lines and the Patriot mobile text line 866-660-5759. Glad you are here. Oh, the, the young lady that I was going to go to vanished. Let me hit the, uh, the text line. Her point was totally Vivek. And I think she was, as, as many might be, 
uh, in a little bit of, of a, not a swoon, but um, when you analyze things, especially for a living, or if you just want to walk around uh, saying things that seem smart, let me give you some advice. Don't get so caught up in moments. Don't get so caught up in something that happens for one day. Look for trends. Look for things, truths and trends and attributes and developments that play out over time. Okay? So last night, as Vivek gets to New Hampshire as fast as he can to endorse Trump, does that there are people all over all over social media? But that's it. Trump's gonna run with Vivek. I'm gonna go out on a small limb here. No, he's not. Couple of reasons. And then we'll play a little Trump and Vivek because, by the way, will Vivek be out on the campaign trail for Trump? Absolutely. Is that good? Absolutely. Does Vivek have a future? Absolutely. Do I have a lot to like about him? Absolutely. Uh, is he going to be in the Trump administration? I'm just, I have a tough time figuring out exactly where. Uh, I, I think that, I think Vivek's value is kind of the what he's been so far. Out there saying things. I mean, not, not as a candidate anymore, but he's still going to be out there saying things. And the the majority of stuff he says, the vast majority of stuff he says, is going to be great. Just going to be great. I mean, there's a kind of a it's kind of, think of Newt Gingrich or Bill Bennett only half their age. People who are, are of incredible value. Now, Newt, of course, was speaker, and and, and Dr. Bennett served in the Reagan administration. Uh, and then had a wonderful little talk show you might know about. Um, but but in the, for decades now, they have just been voices out there in the private sector who are so respectable and so important that, that people just gravitate to them because they deserve to be gravitated toward. This, I think, is Vivek's future. And dude is, what, 37? So um, I guess let me let me see here. Let me lay this out. And then maybe a name or two. That that I that I think yeah, and some others that I think no, right? The appeal of Vivek, and it's a, it, the appeal that he has to me. So good, such a communicator, so effective, courageous, beating down impertinent questions from leftist inquisitors, uh, the courage to take on climate lunacy and gender lunacy in ways. That even a lot of people who are pretty conservative won't do. There is, there is fear. A lot of people whose spines are otherwise fairly stout, they fear bringing climate sanity because so many people are walking around, you know, going, oh, I guess my SUV is warming the planet. Or they're afraid of the cocktail parties or the commentators saying you don't love the planet or you just love coal-fired plants or you don't care about the air or the water. And of course we do. Of course we do. I want as clean a planet as we can have while still having human productivity and consumer choice. Ta-da! Was that hard? And the notion the notion. And it's also hard to step up against, uh, you know, a pretty overwhelming percentage of scientists who stupidly believe that human productivity is, is making the planet warmer. You know, well, what makes me so smart? How do I know? All right, here's the deal. There's scientists who say we are and scientists who say we're not. I believe the ones who say we're not. Yeah, but Mark, they are outnumbered 
It is not, repeat, not 95 to 5 or even 90-10 or anything like that. The ones who feel this way, they just are afraid of being doxxed or you know stabbed or their tires emptied in the parking lot or, or denied money because it's so much money and political favoritism. Climate change is the flavor of this era, and you can make a lot of money and get a lot of grants and get a lot of positive attention and a lot of accolades and a lot of awards and get invited to a lot of parties if you believe the abject nonsense that the existence of humanity is making the planet warmer in any real appreciable way, especially one that's going to make our sea levels rise and eat our coastal downtown areas and that and that 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 man is responsible for added severity in storms and fires and just other BS. What a steaming load of crap that is. A lot of politicians. Most, even conservative politicians, won't put it with that clarity. Vivek will. God love him. Vivek's clarity on gender, that this is a cult, it is a racket, it is an industry, and it has taken over a huge part of the American social consciousness to the point where if you've got a 12-year-old boy who thinks he's a girl, we're not even supposed to sit him down and say, uh, Billy, uh, you need help because you're not a girl. We now have established as a norm within the Overton window. Familiar with that concept? It's kind of a philosophical thing. The Overton window is the range within which reasonable things exist. All right. hundred years ago, two guys getting married to each other, not within the Overton window. Now, it is. Doesn't mean everybody's on board with it, but I mean, yeah, two guys got married. Whatever. What else is going on? Uh, any one of a number of other. The Overton window is the realm of uh, of, of, of acceptability in, in the grand. Not, not the unanimous acceptability, but just like, oh, okay, that's happening, right? Um, it is within the Overton window. Or the people are trying to place it within the Overton window. Uh, r- ripping the healthy breasts off a girl. Castrating a young boy because he thinks he's a girl. Vivek identifies this as the insanity that it is. Why do people fear that? Because the left has succeeded in in painting people as mean. I am the one who's trying to save mental health for young people and older people for that matter. I am the one who's trying to fight for gender normalcy for mental health in this time when mental health is supposedly such a, you know, a big deal. <laughs> there are people walking around lobbying for insanity. Oh, my 15-year-old daughter thinks she's a boy. Let breasts off. Let's go. And, and these are the same people who parrot uh, various bromides about mental health. I'm the one sticking up for your kid's mental health. If Billy thinks he's a girl, Billy needs help. He doesn't need the knife. Vivek speaks that language, and far too few do. So he is so right on so many things. Here's here's the thing. There is a difference between being really good at talking. <laughs> okay, something I know about. <laughs> between B, I hope I know something about. Between being a great communicator and a great purveyor of ideas and having the skill set to navigate those ideas through government. Big difference. See, there's, there's another one. I'm getting on the Patriot mobile text line. Oh, it's going to be Tucker. It ain't going to be flipping Tucker. All right. And I love Tucker. Most of the time we just get into this thrall of people who say things that make us go, Oh, 
oh, on the TV box. and like, oh, let's have that person be vice president. Yeah, guess what? Maybe not. Because there is a skill set. You have to, when, when a lot of people, when they say you need to know how to govern, what a lot of people mean is caving on your core values and getting along with Democrats. I don't. I mean, you got to know how to govern conservatively. Reagan knew how to do it. Trump knew how to do it. Vivek, I don't know. Because quite frankly, Vivek can be a jerk. Saw it on the debate stage, seen it sometimes. I don't know he, if he plays well with others a lot of the time. Oh, I like that. You need somebody to give it to the left. Absolutely great. Give it to the left all day. On board, on board. I get it. I get it. I get it. But this is why Vivek's future is probably more on TV and on the campaign trail for others and maybe with his own show than it is actually governing. I don't think he is fully formed in that regard yet. I don't think it's going to be Vivek. I don't think it should be Vivek. Um, did Mike said it's not it's not a woman, right? Which I don't care. Whatever. If, as I said a number of times, if Trump just gotta have a woman, how about Elise Stefanik? How about Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders in Arkansas? Uh, not going to be Carrie Lake because because here. And, oh, by the way, same reason it's not going to be Vivek. And it wouldn't be Tucker. Trump will take somebody. Trump is not going to take somebody who is who with an ego even remotely as big as his. <laughs> you follow me? Uh, so so there's that. I'll I'll tell you somebody jumps right out at me. Warning, warning, warning. Keep the car on the road. It is a white man. Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio. He's awesome. Not totally ego. Everybody's partially ego driven, but not that big. Not that bigly helps you in Ohio, et cetera, et cetera. So 866-660-5759. Mark Davis, more of you next. Down in Knoxville with a weekly load. You can smell a whiskey burning down Copperhead Road. Born in Virginia, but got to Texas as fast as he could. The great Steve Earle. Little Copperhead Road from 1988. He is 69 today. Grew up in San Antonio. All right. So the people are going to have some time. We got folks. Uh, all right. I, I, I love Vivek, but vice president, no. Vivek on stage with Trump yesterday. Awesome. So a lot of people with thoughts about who ought to be Trump's VP and what Vivek's future might be, because he is that compelling and deserves that kind of positive attention. So let's give him some attention and in more than 30 second bursts. Let's hop into the newsroom with Nikki. Come back. Your call's next. 866-660-5759. Don't anybody move. 831. From the album Let It Bleed. Did you hear about the midnight? Stones. First album where Mick Taylor was in the house. It is Mick Taylor's birthday. He is 75. Left the band after about four or five years because he said, I thought we were all just going to kill ourselves with drugs. Once in a while, you'll see Mick Taylor on stage with the Stones over the years, not so much lately. And the Stones are touring this year. It's crazy. Uh, 
there 90. He was just a young, young, he was like 20. Might not have even been 20 when he's being recruited for the Stones. But when he has joined over the decades for an occasional guest appearance, it's to do that tune right there, Midnight Rambler. So happy birthday to former Stone Mick Taylor. Okay, 866-660-5759. We are in Fort Worth. Bruce, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you? Better now, thank you. Hi, nice to have you. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, with Trump in the White House, you're going to have the, the the press cesspool asking snarky, loaded questions. Who better to stand up there and answer those questions than Vivek Ramaswamy? That's where he fits. Maybe. Wouldn't that be gold even it, just for a year? There, well, if, if for for a day, it would be. It would provide moments uh, that would have us doing Arsenio fist pumps all day long. As I mentioned to somebody earlier, though, um, what is the White House press secretary's job? The definition of the job is to actually subjugate your own views and be the mouthpiece for the president of the United States. You are his brain, his voice, his mouth, his positions, and your whatever your personal take is on something must take a back seat. The best White House press secretaries of of my uh, my favorite ever the late great Tony Snow. Uh there have been others who who have been wonderful. You know Kaylee McEnany was great for Trump. Uh you know they're 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 all fine. Uh Vivek's value is in bringing his own views, riffing on his own particular takes. So it, it it's being somebody who's fun to listen to and who delivers an enjoyable beat down to the media is not the first part of the press secretary's job. So who would you like to see in that position? Oh, and press secretary? Lordy, I don't uh, Oh, great. Uh, Caught you off guard. You, you did, but in, let me, <laughs> I, I, let me, and I love that. Let me cobble together an, an answer that makes sense. The, since the job is exactly what I defined it as, it might not be somebody that we all know already. Because the people we all know already, we know them because they're out there spouting off their opinions and et cetera, et cetera. And the job is not about their opinions. Uh, President Trump picked up a national campaign, uh, a young lady, who I'll go look for her, who everybody just seems to love. I mean, I'd never heard of Kaylee McEnany. I'd never heard of Dana Perino. Dana was great. Um, so maybe it's not, maybe it's not somebody I've particularly necessarily heard of. And um, but but I, I will I will ruminate about that uh, for a little bit and see if there's somebody that would strike me as a particularly uh, valuable press secretary candidate. We're, we're we're staffing the Trump White House, VP, press secretary, secretary of whatever. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. And and by the way, this is a big Hugh Hewitt uh, idea, and it's it's not a bad one. That in order to get every and, and this morning in particular, it seems uh, of of. Really mounting value, and that is for Trump to start naming folks that he would put on the cabinet, so that you can already just kind of get comfortable with him being the nominee, being president. It serves a couple of things. Number one, it gives a message. It says, "Here's what my next administration is going to be like." It would help. Um, I think if it's some names that are really solid, reliable folks, not establishment, not. Uh, uh, mischief makers who are going to come in with their own agenda, John Bolton, and try to shape Trump in uh, in in their image. But somebody is like, okay, we can see that good, reliable, sound, strong, staunch, courageous conservatives. 
That would be, that could be pretty cool. That uh, might be a, a and in some of my, that seems presumptuous. <laughs> Does it after Iowa? Does it? All right, 866-660-5759. We are in Dallas. Fred, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you, sir? Good morning, Mark Davis. Howdy. You have a great show. Uh, you're so kind. Thank you. I'm uh, hoping that we would get uh, somebody like Sebastian Gorka as vice president. He oh. has already been in the Trump cabinet. He's been, I've really enjoyed him as a radio talk show host. Yes. I think he would be a great VP. Okay, we're going to take a moment. You ready? Think about sure. it. Think about it for a month. Think about it for a moment. Tell me why he can't. Well, he is the uh, talk show host. No, so no, no, no. That, that's not... fine. That's fine. That's fine. Nope. Tell, tell me why he constitutionally can't. Okay, he wasn't born here. But uh, Seb born in born in London. Wah, wah, wah. I thought that was just the president that had to be born in America. I didn't no, realize it was the vice president. No one can be elected as vice president who is in, okay. who is ineligible to the presidency. And and which by the way is good because the reason we have that for the president, if you are vice president, what are you? One heartbeat away. So it would seem that the rule yeah. would extend to vice presidents as well. But but listen, uh, his, his every reason you mentioned is a good one, and thanks. Uh, and, and by the way, that's that's what I've had the, the the letdown that I, the loving letdown that I've had to deliver to people who have brought up somebody who would just be so incredibly great, and that's Virginia Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears. So great. Uh, born in Jamaica. Whoops. So there we go. All right, eight six 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 zero five seven five nine. Last night, New Hampshire, Trump on stage. Uh, I was going to say with his new buddy. It's not he's been he's been buddies with this guy for a long time. I can't remember two people running against each other, sort of, who have been uh, so uh, so affable toward each other, uh, because as Vivek has so often said, there are two America First candidates running, which might be kind of a slap to DeSantis, isn't DeSantis? I mean, is, is kind of he's been referred to as Reform MAGA. <laughs> Not reformed, but it's like reformed Judaism. Uh, and Vivek is kind of orthodox MAGA. Anyway, though, this was uh, Trump last night. We cannot let it continue. We're going down and we cannot let it continue. Last night, I was honored to receive the endorsement of a man who has become a true leader and earned the admiration of so many patriots. I, I've been a friend of his, even though we were competing against each other. But I was a friend of his, and we got along, and he was saying he's a great president. I kept saying, why is he running? He keeps calling me a great president. <laughs> but he's a fantastic guy, a very smart guy. He's got some tremendous ideas, and uh, he's young, and he's got some young ideas, too, and that's a good thing. So he has a big, beautiful, bright future ahead, Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> Come on up, Vivek. Now, that moment, oh, we're going to hear some Vivek, because it's always a, a fun day to listen to Vivek. Uh, he has a bright future. That had a lot of people going, but there we go. He's going to be VP. I'm really going to stay out on this. And this is not a, a, a risky limb. It's not going to be Vivek. It's, it's, it, it's, not. it's not. Was Vivek born in this country? Yes, he was born in Ohio. Let's do this, guys. It's good to see you. It's good to be back to New Hampshire. We miss you guys. 
We're going to make this happen, and you guys know this well. You know this man. You know why we're here, patriots across the state. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. Mm -hmm. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That's what we need in this country. You got to know you're in a war to win one. You can't win one if you're asleep at the switch, have your head stuck in the sand like most Republicans. And I think that's going to require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Now, okay, first of all, fine point, fine point, fine point. There, that's a, uh, one of Vivek's favorite themes, the whole bought and paid for thing, which, by the way, is, is, is a, an arrow you can shoot at some folks. But in, in the, I forget which debate it was, the first, I think the first one, I, he's, he's on stage with how many people? Seven other people? I'm the only candidate up here not bought and paid for. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> that's that's what I mean by not quite fully formed. Someday, perchance. Someday, maybe. Hey, uh, dude, DeSantis Ramaswamy 28? Hmm? Just saying. Anybody heard of that? <laughs> and that's why I was in this race, but... I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night, and I'm a big believer that we, the people, create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around. That we, the people, choose who leads this country. And so we heard we, the people, last night, and that is why last evening I met my friend here, we met in person, and I told him that I would endorse Donald J. Trump for President of the United States and do everything in my power to lead us to victory in this war. It is a 1776 moment right now. That's where we live right now. And you want to know what does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. Ideals like freedom and merit and the pursuit of excellence. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character. Gosh, whose quote is that? Who said that? It was that guy, that guy. Yeah, Dr. King, forgotten by so many on the left who continue to hold him up. What a, uh, and this is another moment of, of, of the genius of Vivek. Let, let me go back because there's, let me let him ramp up and I'll show you just what I mean here. And the pursuit of excellence. Here we go. Here we go. Republican today, it means we believe in the ideals of 1776. Ideals like freedom. Freedom, of course. But what were the next two that he mentioned? What were the next two? And merit and the pursuit of excellence. Merit and the pursuit of excellence. If you ask a bunch of people, hey, what are some conservative ideals, some Republican ideals? You'll hear, you'll hear about freedom and low taxes and you know wise regulation and strong borders. All good, 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 good. Great, great, great. But it is absolutely vital. Merit and the pursuit of excellence. The cultural rot in our country right now isn't just people who are wrong about how many genders there are. The thing that is going to be genuinely destructive to the American fabric is when 
your talents don't matter as much as the pigment or the plumbing, as I often say. What color are you? What sex are you? Who cares? Merit and the pursuit of excellence. The pursuit of excellence is racist. Being punctual is racist. Expecting people to do well, get good grades, uh, do their homework, meet societal expectations. Man, that's white. There are people who hold these views. That is the kind of poison that can destroy this country far quicker than any enemy invading force. Um, all right, 851, let me pause, come back. A little more Vivek, a little more you, a little more me, a little more you. 866-660-5759. That song comes to mind. <laughs> Everything leads to the next song. 851. Are you old enough where this occurred to you as well? I said the next hour be a little bit me, little you. Didn't know if I'd be playing a monkey's record. Okay, who wrote this? I bet you know already. Don't know. Just, Just like I'm a believer, written by Neil Diamond. Don't go. Little bit me, little bit you. That's what lies ahead. I'm going to go to the Patriot Mobile text line, among other places, like the phone lines for real people on the phones at 866-660-5759. Some VP suggestions. Some might be tongue-in-cheek. Some might not. We'll see. Because we're just about at that point, aren't we? It's going to be Trump. He says he knows who he's going to pick. We find ourselves speculating. Oh, my. Yeah, total Neil Diamond, right? This is Cherry Cherry. Baby, love me. Yes, he does. Love Neil Diamond. Love the monkeys, too. Underrated. All right, into the 9 o'clock hour we go. Come on. 866-660-5759. Mark Davis, right back. Oh, Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 